Um, now, with that being said, uh, we already touched on the the shit. What's the word for it? The um, physique part of mm-hmm. transgender people competing, which actually you were asking about. You don't know what the rules were. The rules were uh, what they told us because we had to ask. It was funny because the person she asked didn't even know she was transgender, and uh, she they we had a few people look into it. And I think NPC rules is you can pick a category according to gender but it doesn't say gender by birth so that's the loophole and oh, right. you know you know how the promoters are now as long as they get an extra entry fee i don't think nobody really gives a shit <laughs> as long as they get the entrance fee exactly especially with this crossover i don't know if you've heard we'll go, I'll, we'll say this real quick so i wanted to ask your opinion on this i know we're going all over the place but still it's just interesting the, that's just a normal conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, a normal conversation that's what it's called <laughs> the last um did you happen to follow the last i think masters nationals no i i i, I tend right. to stay away from watching competitions or you know i'm not the best when it comes to competition so, you know like if you get a pro card you're not restricted to that category you can compete in any category in the bracket yeah and you get men's physique and you put on 50 pounds you can go into bodybuilding no one cares that being said these people were going in and getting pro cards in two or three different categories they were like the women's the women's physique they the women's bodybuilding they get a pro card there they go to women's physique and get one there and they got I'm like why in the fuck would you do that and i think the the person that was telling me this and i looked it up and verified i was like oh yeah this is this is true this happened this is some bullshit their argument was why well, paid the entry fees for the crossovers yeah, but she also got a pro card, so you know, shut the fuck up and let the next person get it. I know exactly. I'm listening that. Have some sportsmanship now at the team universe, and um, he's actually shows he's watching. Dibs, you're still there. He uh, he went to the team universe and he finished third in classic physique. Now the person who finished, I think either first or second, got a pro card in another division. So what they did was they passed it down to third. That perfectly. That is a great way they should have handled the other one. So he got his yeah. card because they weren't going to give that guy two. You go to mm-hmm. Masters Nationals and people are racking up. I know one guy got like three. I'm like, you know, I get you paid the fees to compete in multiple categories, but you also didn't expect to get a pro card the first time. So, you know, kind of be the higher person. Like, you know, I got one. I know I paid the entry fee for this, but you know what? I got a pro card, so I shouldn't bitch. Let's let somebody else go get yeah. that one. Be a sportsman about it. And um, don't don't. I mean, you got what you wanted. You know, there's no need to put sauce on it. You know, (laughs) like what if you'd have done every category and I got shit? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that person that you pushed out of the way paid the entry fee too, and you took their pro card when you already had one. So you're being a ball hog. And it's just like being the 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 trophy hunter brigade. You know, the ones that will enter competitions when they know they've got no competition, (laughs) just so they know they've got a trophy. You know, there's only three people in it. I'm doing it. And they'll do that Even shit. The worst case scenario, I'm going to be third. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll um, they'll do that shit locally, and they'll keep winning locally. And they'll never move up to the next level because they are they're afraid to go try to turn pro. Or what about all these little bit organizations that have their own pros? You know, it's like unheard of organizations that suddenly somebody's a pro and and whatever. I'm not even going to mention any of them because you know I don't want to make it look like I'm gunning for any particular individual. But <laughs> yeah. like, I, I don't really need to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, you know, you, you just make up a name, the IAS, right? let's just call it the IAS for fun. I mean, and then all of a sudden they become a pro and they think they're, but this, they, they would do absolutely nothing if they were to compete in the NPC. And yet they're a pro in some little bit organization that wants to make money out of people. You know, so it's like the pro era of the pro card. It's like everybody, th- and also everybody thinks that if they get a pro card, their life is going to change. The only difference is they're going to be paying a fee for it every year. You know? yeah. like the IFBB's life is going to change, you know, because the more of you that are pros, the more money they're going to make every year, you know? And it's even worse now because you don't have the magazine and supplement sponsorships you used to. No. Now it's all, you, got, you got to market yourself and become a person and build a brand before you even get a fucking pro card so that you've got some weight to carry so you can get some kind of sponsorship or something. You're not going to get, like, the big things. Like, in the past, going back to my past in the 80s, when you know I, I was in the bodybuilding world then and in and, and the British scene that was but you know you had people that were getting uh, big contracts advertising contracts when they were well known in bodybuilding you know uh, for instance uh, Kimberly Ann Jones I, I think she got I think it was Volkswagen she got I'm sure she'll correct me if she hears this and I'm wrong but she got the Volkswagen commercials you had people doing Pirelli calendars you know they, they were maybe Virgin was another one that had people on it 
I mean, it, you, you could you could actually make money. The, those days are gone. You know, those days are gone. Now it's you put so much money into the sport to become a pro. You get your pro card, and honestly, for some people, getting the pro card is the end of their bodybuilding career, if you want to call it yeah. a career, because they're never going to win anything ever again. Because they're going to be totally, especially if you get a pro card in a in a show where you know that there is very few people competing and it's an easy win. And then you're, you're going up against these people that have been well-known in the sport for years, you know, and, and it's like, it's the end of your career in bodybuilding if you, get, if you get a pro card for some people, you know? It's like, great, you got it. Now what? You know, there's nowhere to go, you know? The illusion yeah. has been shattered, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I, I know um, I, I've seen that happen. They'll get, you know, and sometimes you'll be following somebody because, you know, muscular development, they used to follow like, uh, what was it, Todd, Todd Brewer, was that his name? He never ended up turning pro, though. Or trade yeah. or something, uh, the yeah. NPC guys, and some would get their pro cards, and then just vanish. Or, yeah, you know, I've seen people locally or people from you know friends from back home, and they'll get a pro card and, and be like, "Oh wow, okay, well that's it." Or they focus so much on getting that pro card that when they get it, they think mentally they think that's the finish line. When like yeah. you, you just opened the fucking door, like you got. Yeah, I know the, the, the work just begins. You got I, an eighth grade, and you just got an ninth easy. grade. Yeah, it's too easy to get a pro card these days too. You know, it's like, uh, I remember Paula Berkhamshaw, I'm not sure if you've heard of her, but she was like very, very major in, in the UK again. And um, she did compete in, I think, one Olympia here, maybe more than one. Um, but uh, I remember her saying, it was like, back in the day, you used to have to not only win your class, but win overall to get a pro card. Now, you don't even have to necessarily win your class to get a pro card, you know? Oh. The first two or sometimes even the first three will get pro cards. To me, that just that's just the, the, the organizations wanting to make money, you know? Because the more pros that they have, the more money is coming in on a yearly basis to maintain those pro cards, you know? Because I don't know what yeah. it is, $300 something for, I, I'm not sure how much it is these days to, to, you have to pay every year to keep your pro card active, you know? But I mean, it's, it's like imagine all these people—they make pros, and now they're paying their money, and some of them are not doing anything ever again, you know. And they get lost in the mix because so many people get it. Now look back when Flex Wheeler turned pro, right? He turned yeah. pro, and then wins shows and wins the fucking Arnold Classic, like he, because that's because it turned pro, you had to win everything, you know. And he got it, yeah. and as soon as he won, he just started fucking cleaning house. And 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 also some of these people that turn pro, like you say, you're never going to hear from them again, you know. Whereas there are people that never had a pro card, you still hear about to this day. You know, they never turned pro, and yet they're still considered legends in the sport, you know? So, I mean, yeah. it's like a pro card it doesn't mean anything, you know? I mean, it's, but people just think it's giving them status. It, it's, it's, it's making them a slightly bigger fish in a small fishbowl. <laughs> that's all, you know? Yeah, it's, that's very... It's, Bodybuilding is not, you're not going to hear about them on the news. Oh, so-and-so got the pro card. It's not on the evening news, you know, because yeah. nobody cares outside of the small world that is bodybuilding, you know? And so, but people seem to think they're a celebrity once they get the pro card, you know, some people, you know? It's all, all comes down to how well you market yourself. That's yeah. all, it's what it comes down to. I mean, Dave Palumbo never turned pro, but I mean, everybody knows, exactly. like, everybody knows RX Muscle. Everybody knows those green-ass bottles yeah. from the store. Yeah. And probably if he was competing today, he would have his pro card because it's so much easier to get it today. Yeah. Know? You know, yeah. and that's no disrespect to the condition he used to get himself in, just the way things were judged back then, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, he definitely was a fucking monster, and he was lean yeah. in size, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the mysteries of bodybuilding. <laughs> I guess, no. once again, then that's the politics of bodybuilding, though, you know? That's when, the, that's when things become political rather than based on what you look like, you know? Like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of got the last laugh now because I remember back when he couldn't even get press passes to go to the Olympia and stuff, and now he's the number one coverage for everybody. People go to his yeah. channel to find out what the fuck's going on. Local bodybuilders here when they make it on because we have a few pros on island when they make it on Muscle in the morning, everybody knows about it. Everybody's fucking happy about it. Like he's the guy now when it comes to covering that shit. So I mean, he's got the last yeah. laugh in the end. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and you know, he didn't need a pro card to do it. No. Now about the before I forget, you know, we talked about the um, physique stuff. Now, when it comes to performance, this is where I'm kind of strewed in the middle a little bit. 
I put it on performance and then military because now military is becoming an issue with um, requirements for, for physical fitness. But I want to touch on the performance sports more like, like powerlifting and cross country and stuff like that because I, I don't know if you heard where the transgender female went in and broke all these world records in powerlifting. And then I think the USPA came out and said, we're not recognizing it. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And it caused this uproar. I'm actually surprised, honestly, that the organization even granted it because they should have known that there was going to be a shitstorm mm. when this female. Now, there was a point where somebody, uh, some of the powerlifters at the gym had talked to someone uh, and wanted her to compete with them, trans female, and they checked on the rules, and the rules said that for a transgender female to compete with the females, they have to be either have bottom surgery, castrated, something to where there's no chance of male hormones, you know, where it's minimized. Even in, and their argument was, well, I'm on estrogen. I said, yeah, but you could take that estrogen out a few weeks before and go in there and clean house. Like, I kind of see, I, I, I don't like it, but at the same time, you got to understand where they're coming from because they got to make sure that all bases are covered. Yeah. And I was kind of joking around, but at the same time, I kind of wish she'd have done it. I said, you know, who's to say you just don't go in and jump in with the guys? Like, you're stronger than some of these guys. Like, you're fucking strong. And yeah. what, makes, what makes the bigger – oh, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a male to female who's got structural advantage, and even when they're completely castrated and everything, I think they still have a little bit of hormone. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some that have had completely testosterone taken out, and they can still grow muscle, and they're still strong as shit. I yeah. said, and would you rather – have that backlash or would you rather enter the male category and clean house? Cause I doubt, I guarantee nobody will talk shit if you go into the male category and win something. Yeah. Because now you got a man that's on estrogen that's going in there as a female who's beating the guys. Like nobody can say shit. What, what are they going to yeah. say? Yeah. I mean, and also you got to ask yourself, are they also just uh, courting publicity as well? <laughs> because yeah. they know it's going to draw more attention to everything, you know? I mean, there's like no such thing as bad publicity, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, but I mean, it is slightly different, I think, from a point of view when you're talking about power sports like that, you know? I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure where I stand when it comes to the power sports thing, because uh, I think I mean, genetically, the, the female to male still has a, an advantage, you know, even with the hormone interventions, just the structure, the skeletal structure, the, you know, the, the, that kind of thing that he plays a part too. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a huge expert on powerlifting, but I do know that there's always a huge outcry when a transgender athlete, more so male to female almost always male to female because I, I don't think the female to male has any advantages whatsoever really oh, you know um, but um, I, I don't know and but then you're you're not saying that female powerlifters aren't taking shit to make them stronger too you know uh, so it's it's oh, that's it's, true but none of them are gonna sit and admit it of course you know what I mean yeah. but, I mean you're not telling me that nothing goes down their mouth or in their ass you know to <laughs> 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 make them stronger you know yeah. uh, it's it's it, you know I mean I, and then the, the other side is that maybe this person is doing everything to, to remove that advantage but then again they still I think have a genetic advantage you know so I can see that because. They, they, because when you're, they're in a powerlifting sport, I, I've seen some of them, and they've done nothing to demuscularize themselves. You know, they still have a, a, a very strong-looking physique. You know, so therefore, I, I, I think they may have an, adva- an unfair advantage there. And I could see why there's an outcry, because uh, if I was a woman competing against somebody like that, I would probably have a problem too, but I, I'm... I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure because then, I'm that, but I'd be also scared about voicing it because then somebody could turn around to me and say what I just said to you about, well, you're not exactly clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I, I can see the, their point of view 100% that they, they don't want to be competing against somebody who they see as having a, an advantage and that person may or may not have an advantage. I mean, there are some really weak men, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that can't lift anything, you know? So not necessarily being a man makes you stronger than a woman, you know? There are some women, clean women, that are stronger than men, you know? And then you've got the, like you said, the female to males who probably wouldn't be in much of an advantage no matter which category they entered. And um, 
and if they, if the hormones would play a bigger part in that or not. And then I thought, well, even with the hormonal assistance, they're never going to be equal to a biological male lifting. You know, structurally and everything. I mean, I, I know one. I, I don't know him, like, to, to talk to in the street, but I know him via Facebook, and he does very well in powerlifting. Uh, sure, he won't mind me mentioning his name. I probably won't even see this. So, uh, Josiah, uh, I'm, uh, I can't remember his last name, but it's a double-barreled name. But he does really well. He's just a little guy, you know? So yeah. I can't see how the guy – there doesn't seem to be such a big outcry now from the guys complaining about him competing next to them because they probably think, oh, well, you've got an advantage here anyway. So why do we need to scream like, oh, my God, you know? Whereas I can see the women getting really upset, you know? Saying, well, we're now we're competing against a man, you know? I wonder if the camaraderie with the males and the female to male would be more than if a male to female went in with the females. Like I, I would see – the female part being a little bit more catty and the guys being a little bit more, hey, you know, that thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, a male. he's had a disadvantage, but he's up here busting his ass like us. So, yeah, yeah let's let him go. And technically, he doesn't really have an advantage anyway, you know, yeah. because it may, it, his hormone levels are probably similar now to, to the, the average males, but structurally, he's still going to have the genetic, you know, smaller wrists, smaller joints, you know. It's so I don't. You can't make your joints grow, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think that there would be as far as people getting along, it would be less issue with the males and the female to male. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it could be the yeah. We're both gonna get shot for saying that, but it could be the cattiness coming into it. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, because um, I see on the female side when uh, a male to female goes in and competes with females, you're I would m more expect hear women talk shit there than I would yeah. with the guys. Yeah, yeah. It's sad that that happens, really, you know? Uh, I mean, there, there really is no reason for it, you know, in my book. I mean, because outside of the sport, I'm sure they'd be very accepting of this individual, you know? But it's just yeah. because they're next to them in a competition, and competition tends to always bring the worst out in people. Oh, Everybody's yeah. looking for a reason to take somebody down, you know? I'm sure if they met them in the street, they'd be the support of towards that person, you know? But because they're in a competition with them, they want to annihilate them, <laughs> no matter how, what it takes, you know? So I guess it's more of a competition spirit that takes over then, you know? And they want to look for reasons why they didn't win before looking for opportunities to work harder, some people, because they'll, instead of saying, well, okay, well, I know this is an adversary, I can, I can overcome this, they want to say, well, I didn't win because, because it's easier to say that. Yeah. And yeah, it's funny that if you take it to the, uh, the, to the extreme, you could look at the bikini class. And we all know women that probably never work out <laughs> and just have a naturally good figure. It's never been in a gym. And, and yet the women don't treat them like, well, you don't work out, so you shouldn't be in this class. I bust my ass in the gym every day to look like this. They don't do that, you know? Yeah, true. You know, I mean, there is that extreme to it. I mean, you know, people that walk about and they're just naturally slim. They're just naturally, you know, they've never lifted any weights. You know what I mean? They just have a naturally good body and, uh, you know, and, uh, and and they could compete. And, and I don't see the bikini girls. I mean, I think initially when the bikini class came into being, people argued that about it. Well, anybody can get up there. You don't need to work out. It's not a sport, you know. But then the, the NPC and IFBB, whatever, they, they didn't bring it into the sport for that. They didn't want to make it a sport. They just wanted to put asses on seats, you know, and they knew that if they had a class where, you know, the bikini class was much more acceptable to everybody, just like they added the physique class for men. And I think they were talking about bringing in a beach body class. It's a wellness class. It's more bottom heavy. It's more popular like in South America and shit where people have those type of genetics from what I've yeah. heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's hope it doesn't spread because <laughs> then, then it is like – but then it's all about getting people in, you know, and then, yeah. you know, for every competitor, they have all their friends that come and pay the price to get in, you know. Man, especially in Hawaii, the way is so family-oriented here. For every one person, you're going to have like 12 fucking relatives coming in with signs and all kinds of shit. So <laughs> uh, the first time uh, the first time Sean Ray had his show here, I don't, um, he had it in a smaller venue and it was packed. And I was like, you know, somebody, they don't realize in Hawaii, you know, these competitors, their entire family comes out to support them. That's how the culture is here. And, um, yeah, so it gets, you see tons of people show up for the night show because, you know, everybody has a competitor, their whole family comes, which is awesome. I think it's good because that's going to make it more mainstream, which is going to make it more acceptable, which is going to leave some of the, get more of the evil stereotypes out. But, yeah. you know, when people that haven't had contests here, 
now have more regional contests, like NPC stuff that you take that into account. Like, if you have a lot of competitors, you're going to have, like, five times the amount of family that's going to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's what it's all about at the end of the day, money. <laughs> now, um, one, one thing I thought about uh, was – with the physique and the powerlifting part was what if, you know, the transgender people had their own category, but then at the same time, you're like, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Cause you know, like you said, there's, there's some in the LGBT community that are loud and proud. They want to be separate. They want to be this whole flamboyant other part of the world. Then you have ones who are like, Hey, I just want to blend in and live my everyday life. You guys leave me the fuck yeah. alone. And I'm friends with both. And yeah. um, I, I've noticed that. And um, so I would say though, if there was a, um, physique bodybuilding figure type uh division for lgbt or for trans people it would be entertaining as hell i could really see oh, sure right <laughs> and i would if they had like i don't know almost like some of these drag patches they have here like i go all the time like they it would be very entertaining and yeah. um but at the same time it's like for the ones that are wanting to integrate in it would kind of be pissing on them a little bit so you're kind of in gray area with that like yeah, and you don't want to have like a, a debacle like they, you know, like one of the things that I did come under a lot of fire for was my intense criticism of the FTM fitness uh, bodybuilding competitions because to me that was that was the most ludicrous thing I've seen in my life, you know, and it was an affront not only to transgender people but to bodybuilding, you know. The, the I, I saw both. They had two contests, I think. I mean, for all I know, they're on the process of doing a third. But to me, it's just utter ridiculousness. There seemed to be no rules. The, there was a guy wearing sandals and stripy shorts. There was people that, I mean, I understand not everybody can afford top surgery, but do you need to be there with, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> your, really? Your, your boobs hanging out, you know what I mean? Or, or oh. wearing a sports bra. And, and, and it was just... I mean, I'm not criticizing these people once again. I mean, they're doing their best, but are they? <laughs> That's what I'd like to do that. I'd like to say it like that. They're doing their best, but are they? Because you see so many, I mean, look at female bodybuilders and, and this, the, the shape they get into and everything. Now, these are, these, are, these are guys that are on testosterone and probably other things as well. They've got no excuse to get up on stage looking like that, in my, in my opinion. They should be like ripped and, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I, I criticized that. That was an absolute, and people made fun of it. And I, I don't blame them, but is this what we want? You know, and at, at that time we did talk about setting up an organization for transgender athletes. We looked into it, setting it up as a nonprofit organization, having our own contests and, and doing things like that. But then, it's like how many people would actually do it is one thing. And how can we guarantee that we'd have a good class of athlete up there? Because at the end of the day, it is an athletic performance of sorts. It's not just a come as you are. Oh, look, you've been to the gym five times. Goody for you, you know? <laughs> See, once again, I'm, I'm going off at the no, mouth. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. If you saw pictures from those shows, you would understand what I mean. Oh, I and this is and this not just with the fitness community, but with the community in general. Like you have something like that, and you have good intentions, and it can potentially turn into a shit show. Yeah, you think you gotta think like, hey, I understand. Like, it's like there's there's times where, you know, we do our thing, and there's times where other people are around, and we have to put up a good representation so that we don't get these bad stereotypes. Like when you go to, and it's different between if you go inside a gay club, you see all kinds of crazy shit. Well, well I'm in a gay club. I expect it's cool. But then you're at yeah. a pride parade where there's like children, older people and stuff that are trying to get along or they're, they're wanting to support and they're wanting to kind of acknowledge themselves. But they see all this ludicrous shit and they're like, well, this is what it's like. What the hell? Like, that's, yeah. that's, I always say so there's a time and place for everything. And yeah. sometimes you have to think, what's the bigger picture here? Oh, I want to be loud and proud. Like, okay, I understand that, but you also don't want to make everybody else in the community look bad because right now you have what people consider the everyday person here watching. And for us to move forward, we have to put out some kind of positive front. And, you know, sometimes I think people don't give a shit about that. It's almost like they take everybody down with them when they do this stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. And they go all out to get publicity. And I, I think they even had, uh, it was either a TV channel or Netflix documenting the whole tobacco, you know? And they were all proud about it. And I'm thinking, <laughs> it's like, 
yeah. just don't want anything to do with it. And I, I don't, I, it was at that time that I removed myself from every single thread about that. You know, I, I, any group that I may have been a member, I removed myself because I couldn't, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't contain <laughs> my, my, uh, my anger, <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. You know, I couldn't have, I, I guess it's like I, I come from, as like we've said, and the reason I'm talking to you today is that I come from over 30 years involvement in bodybuilding, you know? Yeah. And to see this and, and, and these so called athletes, and I understand, Luke, that great, you've done well, you know? Congratulations, you know? But is that what this is? No, this is a, this is a sporting contest. <laughs> this is not a great slap on the back. Good for you, you know. Get up there, you know. It's it, it's yeah. not what it's about, you know. And like you said, some people just want to blend in. So that's why we we kind of like thought, well, maybe it's not such a good idea because unfortunately, when you're creating any kind of organization or anything, you got to think money, you know. It's like, well, we got to set up shows, we got to get prizes, we got to do this. Are there going to be enough people to enter? Is anybody going to come to see it? You know, it's all these things came into it, and it was just like. It's just not going to, I don't think it's going to work out. I don't think enough people will come forward. And, and then you would, you know, are you really expecting everybody to come to New York to compete? You know, it's like, it's expecting a lot, you know? Plus the people that work out in the transgender community are small and very few. From yeah. What and, um, you know, what this whole thing comes down to, whether it's the fitness or the actual pride events or whatever, it's because uh, like you say, you know, you could, if people want to blend in that you have some that are, overly flamboyant to the point to where it could be offensive and you know they set a bad example see that this is where like what you said earlier about not having the labels you gotta start looking at people for who the person is and not what the label is because just because i'm white and and, and i support the community doesn't mean every other white person is going to so yeah. you have to you get that that's um you have to think about that you so the representation like the, the bad representation hurts it for everybody else and yeah. um you see what I'm saying. It has to, and it's it's going to take a long time before people can can lift the the veil and start looking at people for who they are instead of what they are. Yeah, that's why I say if you're transgender and you want to enter a show, just enter it and don't say yeah. it away. You know, just because also it's it's like why do you want to draw attention to yourself in the first place? You know, why do you want to risk negative uh, stuff coming your way when? Putting in anybody competing in any kind of bodybuilding show, it's it's great for your self-esteem, yeah. But what if it's not so great for your self-esteem? What if you're one of the people that go on there thinking you're the bomb and get placed last? You got to be prepared for anything. So why do you want to encourage people to get you for something before you even step on stage? You know, it's like just blend in. You know, that that would be my thing. I don't even think there's any point in saying anything afterwards. But that's the person's choice. I mean, if it's the last show you're going to do, then. But then, because then, you, by saying it afterwards, you also run the risk of people criticizing you again, too, saying you should never have been up there. And, you know, I mean, everybody's got feelings, you know? Do you really want to put them on the line and risk? I mean, I'm sure people would say, well, I don't give a shit what other people say, but you do, you know? <laughs> human. human beings do. I mean, I say that myself, too. It's like, you know, even just being on today and, and revealing the things that I revealed about myself, I say, well, I don't give a shit about what people say, but of course I do, you know? Of course I do. Yeah, it's human. It's a human nature to care, you know. But we we just hope we can, you know, <laughs> brush it off and carry on, you know. So yeah, I mean, uh, like I'm saying, I would just get up there, I would compete, and I wouldn't say a damn thing, you know. Yeah, Before you want to. This is what I. It kind of relates to, like you said earlier, about the people who do a contest because all these new categories now, everybody thinks they can just jump on stage. Now this yeah. is specifically about transgender. But this is everybody in general that competes, but. They'll, oh, I look good on the beach in a bikini, so I'll do the bikini competition. And then you realize, you know, now since bikini's kind of evolved, especially here on island, like with the, the – I'm surprised. Actually, the, the, the master's division actually looks really good. Like, you know, you're, you're going from trying to get homeboy to go home with you on the beach to standing on a stage with fucking elite athletes. Like, just because you look good in a bikini doesn't mean you're going to go toe-to-toe. No. And their response will be, well, you know, I just want the experience. I'm like, yeah, but you don't want it to be a fucking shitty experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that's another thing. That, but then there's I, I, me. I'm always I always liken things to Steffi Graf at Wimbledon. She used to come into almost every Wimbledon with an injury that she would draw attention to before the match, so that if something went wrong, 
it was like, oh, that was because her knee was bad. But if some, if she won, it was like, wow, she did that, and her knee was bad, so she couldn't lose. So, but so it's like when you go in, and it's like you're saying, I'm just doing it for the experience. The hell you are! You want to tear everybody apart and win. You know, you're just preparing yourself for a fall, so that if you do fall, you go, well, it's okay because I was just going in for the experience. <laughs> you know what I mean? But really, inside your mind, you're going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, <laughs> you know what I mean? If, if you don't if you don't have that mentality to go all or nothing, like you're gonna be a, a shitty client anyway. Like how am I gonna train somebody that's doesn't that's not gonna be hungry to go in there and kick somebody's ass and they get on stage? Yeah, exactly. It, you, you're not as coachable when you're like that. So yeah, it's like you're I, setting I, you're setting up an excuse for yourself in case, <laughs> and yeah. and that excuse is great. But if if you win, because then it's like you did this. It's like some people that. They go on and on about all the different illnesses they have and they're getting ready for a show and things like that. And it's like, okay, so now you're saying that if you fail, it's because of all these illnesses. And if you succeed, it's, wow, you triumph despite the odds. Wow. <laughs> you know, just go in there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just to stop making all these big platitudes, you know, just get up there. I, I like the people that just quietly get ready. Unfortunately, in these days of social media, I don't think there is such a thing of like as quietly getting ready for a show anymore. It's like, here's my breakfast, here's my dinner, you know? This is what I'm having before I go to bed. This is me working out in the gym. You know, there is no quietly getting ready for a show now. It's a huge hullabaloo on Instagram and Facebook before you even get on the stage that you've built up this idea of who you're going to be when you get up on the stage, you know? Think about... world uh... again, you know? Think about Dorian Yates. Like nobody ever saw him between Olympias, and from oh. here, from here on, and 30, 40 years down the road, people are gonna know who that motherfucker is. Yeah, yeah. He never posted yeah. shit. He nobody knew where the fuck he was in between Olympia. He would do some guest appearances. Like the few guest appearances where he was like off season, people are like have hunted down and like like transferred to digitals. Like and put it online. These are like videos that nobody's ever seen before because yeah. this guy used to stay in hiding in between the Olympias. Yeah, yeah. And, and and he's like one of the, he, and at the same time, like he changed the entire way it was going. He went yeah. from the sling class of more like physiques to just like, what the fuck is that on stage? I mean, he brought that era in because after him was Ronnie Coleman and the rest is fucking history after that. So, yeah. you know, and, and he never was fucking doing ass shots and shit on social media or putting the magazines like the guy, like they're have, they're still having to dig around and uncover photos of this dude from back in the day. And he's, now, he's human. <laughs> and now he's talking more than he ever has on the interviews and stuff now that he's done. Yeah. Back in the day, man, like he was they he, he would just show up for the Olympia and take it and go the fuck home. Well, those were the days when everybody got really fat in the off season. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Under the excuse of bulking up. I mean, you know that phrase annoys me more than almost any other phrase in bodybuilding. Oh, I'm bulking I hate up. It. What you mean is you're pigging out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't say you don't, eat, like, you don't overeat to gain muscle. You know, you need 500 extra calories. You know, you don't need to yeah. be like you don't need to get gain 30 pounds in the off season. You know. Yeah. So like this, but that was the thing I had a problem with when I started that Facebook page. It was like all these all this talk about bulking up <laughs> for what? You're not a Thanksgiving turkey. You know what I mean? It's no, like, they're, they're just trying to they're trying to justify trying to make it look like they know their lingo. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's my off season. Do you have an on season? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's um. I don't. I used to do that shit when I was younger, and now I'm like, I when I train athletes to get bigger, they stay lean because yeah, yeah you, you can cheat here and there, dude. But this whole bulk and eating all these calories and stuff, you're actually not going to get as big because your cardiovascular health is not going to be able to carry around the extra weight you got on you. So yeah. your muscle building is not going to be that great. Was what I've learned. But, yeah. No, and also you want to have a modicum of self-respect as well all year round. You don't want to just look good for one week every year, and the rest of them you look like a beached whale. You know what I mean? You want to represent. If you're going to be a, if you're going to carry your pro card with pride, you want to represent the sport in a good way. You don't want to be hiding under like sweatshirts and everything most of the year, so that you can look good for one week and then go back into the shadows again. You know, you want to be, you want to have the kind of body that people want to have. You know. Yeah, yeah and that, the, uh, that's why, you know, when people are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, it kind of takes it, that's a different subject altogether, though. You know, we could talk about that, but then we'd be on for the rest of the night, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and be talking still and everybody going, is this over yet? <laughs> are they yeah. still talking? <laughs> one thing on the oranges. <laughs> I only had, like, one more, speaking of, I only had one more thing I wanted to address. Yeah. 
make sure we touch before we call it off. But uh, the and I bring this up because I, I have a I have a friend that kind of proved this wrong uh, for me because when I was in the Navy, we went into a conference room where they were doing talking about SWIC, EOD, uh, fucking SEALs, all that shit for people that wanted to try the spec ops community and they wouldn't allow females. I think SWIC and EOD now they do, but I know the SEALs, they definitely don't. Um, I, I think special forces, they don't. 82nd Airborne, the Army does now. Uh, but they, you know, there, there's a whole list of arguments about, well, females are genet they're programmed to nurture, to reproduce, and to raise, and to nurture, and to you know, raise kids, bring life, all that good stuff. Number two, if you got a woman on the field that goes down, all the dude's attention is going to go to that female, and they're all going to get killed. Those are some of the – because they're, they're going to be so worried about making sure she's okay out of their natural instinct that they're going to they're gonna look over stuff themselves and get fucked up. So, And I understand both those. And for the longest time, I agreed with those, especially with the mentality part, because I just can't see a woman going in and slitting people's throats and fucking people up. I, I can't see that. Now, a friend of mine was Green Beret in the Army. Uh, emigrated here and joined the army, got picked up for special forces and then transitioned after from male to female. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you just destroyed that whole argument because mentally you're not supposed to be able to do that stuff. Cause yeah, you're, you were body wise, you were male when you were in there, but still brain wise, you're female because you're, you're a transgender who hasn't transitioned yet. Mm -hmm. And you kind of kept, kind of kept it quiet while she was in there. I was like, so, but yet, you still have the brain you still have the brain of a female and you're doing all this stuff they say someone with the brain of a female cannot do. So now I'm looking back like, well, what the fuck? That was just kind of a because I remember I remember I remember the guy like it was yesterday in the meeting. He 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 in the middle of the dude doing the brief, he was like, the G.I. Jane shit's a fucking myth, like that's all he said. <laughs> it's like uh, I was like, maybe it's not, because here's this individual and I mean, she's female, I know her well, and yet she did it. And, yeah. um, and, but I mean, physically though, even now she's ridiculously strong, but I mean, so I know physically she could do it, but the mentality, like it just shocked me. Cause I was like, damn, this you just proved that whole thing was wrong. That women could do it. Yeah. I wonder, I, I that, that kind of still boggles me. Like, I wonder, I know for the military that won't be enough. Recently. Yeah. Now you can also take into how. You know, they grew up, they were raised. You know, females that probably grew up with a shittier, lot harder life and stuff are probably more able to do it than your white suburban, you know, white picket fence woman yeah. that grew up. Like, yeah, it depends your upbringing and everything. Yeah. You know, so many things come into play as the, because it's not your, your gender doesn't, make, you know, make you who you are as a person. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. experiences you go through in life, the things you've had to maybe, yeah, I mean, some of these guys might have been spoon fed by their mothers from from childbirth right up until they left the nest, and and don't know how to even do their own washing by themselves. You know, yeah, Whereas sure. Women could have gone through like their their father could have been abusive, their mother could have been an alcoholic. They could have had to raise their their whole family. They could have had to manage the household, all these things, and that make them a much stronger person than this man who may just slip into the military quite you know, and and without he him. I would say he's less prepared to do battle than she is, you know, because she's been battling for her entire life, <laughs> you know? So yeah. you can't really judge a person on their gender or if they're transitioning or whatever, you know, but I, I believe that they've, out, haven't they outlawed transgender people in the military now? No, is that, is it's, that definite it's, or is that still being talked about? They're, they're you seem to know more about this than I do. So I'm they, they, uh, the ones that are in are, are, are allowed to stay in, last I checked. They're not letting any more come in, and everybody thinks it's this whole, um, you know, Trump's a dick thing, but they were really trying to expedite it, and supposedly, from what I heard, they weren't ready. Now, Mattis was trying to say, hey, you guys need to stop lollygagging and get this shit done, from last I understood. Yeah. Um, I have my own theories on how the ban came up. I honestly think it was more the influence of, of higher-ups in the military. They were just did not want to make the changes. They were just trying to ride the last few years out, and... You know, because old people habits are hard to break, and I really think these guys just did not want to go through it. Yeah. And, but I, somebody was showing me the original instruction, because any instruction that's not classified that puts in a law, you can look up and read and exactly see verbatim what the law is. It's, it said because the military is not ready and they have not done the research to learn how to incorporate these people, there's good, nobody's allowed to come in. So the ones that are in are already in. Everything's fine. No problem. Cool. Let them ride their time. 
they may not, I don't know if they'll be allowed to re-enlist, but I think, and I think it came about because once they found out transgender were in the military, they were, they were giving them like medical separation and stuff. And some of them were like, I want to stay in. They were fighting to stay in. So, yeah. like, oh, you know, and my opinion, I'd rather have a military of people that want to fucking be there regardless who they are. If they yeah, want exactly. to, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't they, it the same with what they used to do with gay people in the military? Don't, don't ask, don't tell, you know? You know, they lifted that. They lifted that right when I got out. Yeah. And when they lifted it, we were just kind of like, Okay, who cares? We are. We don't. We already. Yeah. Know, we don't care. <laughs> how is it going to affect my ability to do my job? You know, well, and the same I, goes to transgender. How is it going to affect my ability to do my job? Exactly. I'm choosing and, to be here because I think this because this is something I want to do. You know, yeah, I'm not here to make a statement. You know, and if these people are going under the radar just to serve our country, yeah, you know, you know their motivation to be there is a hell of a lot more than probably exactly. eighty people in that fucking room. Yeah. And, uh, the, I mean, nobody, I mean, you have to have a strong, I would think, like, uh, you know, motivation to, to want to be in the military because you're not going to just be sitting behind a desk pushing a pen all day. You're going to be no. expected to go into battle zones and, you know, do all that. So, I mean, it's like you've got to want to do it, you know? It's not going to do it just to make a statement and rattle some people up, you know? It's like, yeah. And when they, when they lifted the don't ask, don't tell, like, by that time, we already kind of knew who was and who wasn't, and we already, like, didn't give a shit because it didn't yeah. bother us. Yeah. So it was like – it was almost like they lifted it because there was no reason to have it anymore because nobody cared. Yeah, nobody cared. And, uh, and, people, uh, like, everything society has evolved, thank God, you know? It's like people used to be scared of gay people because they thought every gay person must be after everybody of that gender, you know? So a gay person is in a locker room, no man is safe, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it, and it, <laughs> They're hunters, you know what I mean? Yeah, and if you, like, shake hands with them, you automatically have AIDS and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like the transgender bathroom thing, you know? If there's a transgender female in the, in the female bathroom, then, oh, my God, you know? That the world is going to come. They're all child molesters. I mean, please, you know. Shit, man! I tell you, I, I, some of these states that have that law where they have to go into their gender. I tell, like, I tell some of my friends, like, you let you sit there taking a piss and see a hot ass transgender female walk in there, and you're going to second guess that rule. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to be like, this is uncomfortable as shit right now. Yeah, I feel so threatened. <laughs> yeah. it's just. It's it's dumb. It's like I mean, here in Hawaii, nobody gives a shit. I mean, they just go wherever. Nobody cares. Nobody thinks. No, nobody really thinks twice of it, as far as from what I've heard. Yeah. So, no. I, and it's just it's just the basled and bond people, as we used to call them in the UK. You know, the people that are all writing their pen, their letters. You know? Now it's the people behind the keyboards. But it used to be we used to call them the basled and bond brigade. You know, there used to be those notebooks that were the company that put them out was basled and bond. You know, so we yeah. used to all call them the basled and bond brigade, getting ready with their pens to complain about any little thing they see that might affect their sensibilities. Now they just get on yeah. a keyboard, their faceless internet. You know, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like a different generation, a different way of you know they'll, they'll find fault with everything and anything that doesn't that doesn't comply with their own sensibilities you know and they'll find some way to justify it that doesn't make sense i could go into the bathroom issue but i'll talk all night just because it's ridiculous but <laughs> and the fact of the matter is the people that are making those laws obviously are not around the community and have experience making friends with that community because or else they would they would think twice yeah um, or they have a lot of deep shit going on in their private lives that they want to make it look like they're dead against us, so nobody guesses. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, how many how many anti-gay senators have been caught with boys and shit? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, look at the big scandal with Prince Andrew right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know Brian Epstein. You know his involvement with them. You know. Yeah, I mean, like, oh, this is atrocious. I would never condone this. Yeah. Well, why do you have all your pictures with them? You know, it's like. Yeah. They um. The more you more you cry against it, the more I am suspicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I've seen that a lot. Even in relationships, when somebody's pointing the finger at you, it's usually to take the attention off of what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Now, um, with I bring I bring the 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 military thing up because you know the special forces thing is a separate incident. You know that 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 kind of boggled me a little bit when somebody who was who with a female, I'd say for back better word, hardwiring that wasn't supposed to be able to do that job, did that job very well. Now, when it comes to your everyday military, like I know the army's starting to come up with a gender neutral PT test, which I think is a great idea because I, I'm sorry, and I'm gonna piss people off with this, but 
if you're bitching that you want to be equal to men and want to do the same job as yeah. them, you live up to the same fucking standards. And women yeah. will argue with me. I'm like, you gotta understand, I'm a trainer. I've trained women that can fucking outdo guys at this fitness test, mm-hmm. so I know it can happen. And you want like, so if you want to be able to do the same job as someone else, you have to meet the same requirements. Yeah. And if that means you have to work a little harder, that's fine. I mean, I have to work harder than other body. I'm not. I'm not genetically gifted to be lean and big. And yeah. it has nothing. It has nothing to do with my gender. It's just my genetics. So yeah. It's the same for them. It's just you know they oh we want to do the same as them, but we want lighter standards. That's not how it fucking works. So yeah. I'm I'm really hoping because now it's once you what once you're file and everything is changed to the gender like if you're you're transitioning once you're fully transitioned and it's changed in your record you have to abide by that gender's pt test and even the female the males i've never seen any issue with them passing the test they pass it just fine and that also shows that people with a female makeup can pass because really the standards for an everyday soldier or sailor is not that crazy it's not hard it's not I was overweight and out of shape. I did a mile and a half in 10 and a half minutes. Now I'll tell you, I was dead after that, but I did it. So you can't, cause I was really, I was pretty out of shape in the Navy, but yeah. You, you, when people say they can't just because I'm like, dude, that's bullshit. I I've seen, I know women that could put some guys to shame and they're, they're yeah. not taking anything. They're just working their ass off because they want it that fucking bad. And that's yeah. what it comes down to. So yeah. if now, if they change it, you know, they change the standards according to the job. I might be okay with that. But as far as the height, as far as like weight standards, you know, I wouldn't, I, I would be okay with them changing the, the, the fitness standards per job, but not the height, but not the, um, the visual, like the standards. Cause okay. You, you're, you're a, uh, you're, you're a desk jockey. I get it. Um, your physical standards don't have to be really up to par because you're just pushing paperwork and signing leave chits. But you don't want to look like a fat piece of shit in a military uniform because you're representing the entire fucking military when you're wearing that uniform. So you still, even though you don't have to run and do all this shit, you still have to look the part. And that's how yeah. I see it. I no, exactly. It. Yeah. I sometimes wonder what the qualifications these days are to join the police force because here in New York City, I see so many just fat, overweight cops walking around. It's like, why, why is this even allowed? You know, would you be able to chase me if I did something? I'm pretty, I'm no runner, but I could still outrun you. You know, it's just like I, there should be some kind of fitness standard, you know, for anybody that is in, in, a, in an occupation where their lives may be in danger if they can't run or fight or whatever, you know, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, it's like, and that's it should be like you said. Should be same in the military, you know. There should be a standard to which everybody is held, you know. I mean, the, the I mean, they make models stay a certain weight. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean? you're a model. You have to be skinny and you can't eat because you're a model. So if you're a cop or if you're a, an army officer or whatever, you should have the same standards. You're you're in this profession, so you should have a certain. A level of fitness and a certain weight standard, you know, before you can maintain your job. And if you get fat, then you're out. <laughs> but right, if you're, if you're relying, that's, in, that's in Lee Penman's world, a very cool <laughs> universe. <laughs> if there's a, yeah, relying on the enemy to be in shittier shape than you is not a really good protocol to defend the country or to maintain, you know, maintain no, on your city. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It used to be so strict in whatever they allow. I, they don't even seem to have a height regulation these days, you know? As I mean, yeah. I'm no giant, but I see cops smaller than me. You know, I'm like, and I, I like, I know where I come from. There, there used to be a, a limit that you had to be like five eight, five ten. I think it was five ten minimum for a guy to be a cop. You know, and maybe five eight, five seven for a woman. You know, yeah. Now I see like five foot cops walking around the place. You know, what I mean, <laughs> and uh, now you can get a waiver for about anything. Like I've seen people that are overweight in the military on thyroid waivers. I'm like, you know, you know, you can, you know, you know, you can get get some on some levothyroxine and not be a fat ass, and you'll lose the record. <laughs> yeah, like you don't have to get a waiver for your thyroid. They can cure. They can take care of that with medication, yeah. proper diet. So that's when people say I have a thyroid problem. It's like, no, you just have a lazy problem because you won't get a fucking. Yeah. I got this overactive arm that keeps reaching for food and putting it in my mouth, and I can't. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, it's, it's, from, it's from the same guy. <laughs> it's like an autonomic reflex. I can't stop. I was born with it. A hand keeps going to the mouth. You know, it's like, go figure. Yeah. It's the same guy that has the bowl of candy in his office, the one with the fucking thyroid problem. Yeah. It's just, it's, and you know, like I said, once again, we're in this PC world. And it's just like, you can't hurt anybody's feelings and shit. And, you yeah. know, it, 
it's and and people are soft now. I mean, used to you talk about you talk about the military back in World War II, there were people lying about their age and shit just so they could go fucking. I know, just to serve. My father entered the army uh, underage. He entered when he was seventeen. That was an eighteen-year-old uh, age limit. You know, he entered yeah. when he was seventeen. You know, and was sent to Germany and everything. You know. That's crazy. I mean, people. Yeah, I mean, I look at his father before him and the war that he fought, and he, uh, uh, you know, it was even younger than that. You know, yeah. And he didn't have to go. You know, he didn't have to go. The conscription wasn't until you were eighteen. You know, but he wanted to go. You know. Yeah, and now and, people don't want to move out of their mom's basement when they're fucking. No. Busy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the joke? I got bone spurs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. I just like. I watch these documentaries and stuff where they talk. Like, um, have you ever watched Hacksaw Ridge? That is a badass movie where they talk about um, the guy. Who yes, was, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And you're like, dude, this is how people people younger than me used to be this badass back in the day, and now we can't even we can't do shit to save our life. We're always crying and wanting help and running to mom and dad and like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's the generation we're we're bringing up into the world. I think you know. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're expecting everything to be given to them, you know. Unfortunately, you know. Yeah. And there's uh, no there's no discipline, you know. I mean, half of the things. I mean, uh, if you're talking about that, half of the things I see kids getting away with now, I would never get away with acting like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I used to think it was, you know, and I remember I think every kid grows up thinking I want I can't wait till I'm an adult and then nobody can tell me what to do. Uh, <laughs> doesn't happen like that. Yeah. When you're an adult, people still tell you what to do, unfortunately. The only thing yeah. you have control over maybe is the time you go to bed. That is maybe something that nobody can tell you it's time to go to bed. But the annoying yeah. thing is you're probably gonna want to go to bed early when you're an adult. <laughs> so it but never kids, gets yeah. any easier. <laughs> But people want to grow up and move out. Like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of here and all this yeah. shit. Like, but now the they realize it's not that easy. Yeah, they realize the world, you have to pay for things. Yeah, but now people are more like, you know, how long can I milk this situation rather than how, when can I get out of here and do my own thing? You yeah. So the mentality has changed. And, you know, and things come in cycles. So I'm sure, you know, it'll get back to more old school ways in the future. But for right now, it's kind of a rough road. Yeah. And, uh, but let's see, I think... That covers, every, yeah. Um, about everything apart from dogs, you know? <laughs> I've, actually, I've really enjoyed it. This is, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad we got to meet and talk about a lot of this stuff, man, because this is, um, I hope everybody gets as much out of this as I got out of it, because I really enjoyed it. And um, we've covered yeah. a lot of issues, and I, I, I am cleared up a lot of stuff for me, too. So um, anything else you want to add before we call it a day? No, I think I'm good. I think, like I said, we covered everything. All right, Lee, I appreciate your time, man. Um, appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem. Take it easy, man. Okay, then. Bye. All right, bye.